This is an ohs.com.au production. Welcome to episode 58 of the Australian Health and Safety Business Podcast. I'm Brendan Tarazzi, host of the show, and today I'm with Kahul Uniak from Custodian Safety Services. Did I get that right, Kahul? You did, Brendan. Thanks very much. I have a bit of a tricky, tricky Irish name, but uh, it is what it is. That's what my mother gave me, so that's what I'm going to run with. <laughs> so um, your background's Irish. How long have you been in Australia for? Uh, I emigrated here in 2011, so uh, I'll, be here, I'll be here 11 years this month. And were you doing safety back in Ireland? Yeah, I did a degree in the National University of Ireland in Galway from 2003 to 2007. Um wow. So just just got out and got employed before the the Lehman Brothers crashed, if you remember, in the GFC, yeah. and that's triggered off everything. So I just I just managed to get employment, and there was a couple of projects in Ireland. Um, I was lucky, got some cold face experience after my degree. Um, mm. I, I had started working in 2005 before I finished, so I didn't wait to finish my degree. I, I got some hands-on experience before I finished, which was a, a shrewd move in the scale of things. And um, yeah. Shortly after the GFC hit and the, the projects dried up and all that, um, Ireland became quite difficult. It got quite badly burned. And, yeah. Uh, and um, I made a decision. I heard Australia was a pretty good place. And I said, well, I was unmarried and single. And I said, I can't hurt to, to have a look. And uh, yeah, I didn't you regret can, it. You can always go back home, I guess, if it didn't work out. So, and yeah, clearly, clearly you haven't. So it must have worked out for you. Yeah. Australia is a great place, but so is Ireland. So it was good or good. It was yeah. Odd. Yeah. And so I don't know much about um, Ireland and the safety culture over there. Can you, for our listeners, can you just sort of explain what the what the approach to safety is in Ireland? Is it is it based on a similar system or? Yeah, look, it was very similar. I think, you know, if you go back, the British gave Australia their laws and they also gave Ireland their laws. So um, it, it, works, it works very similar. It's kind of a common law system and it was all it was quite similar. I found it was probably more travelled ground in Ireland and the UK. I did work in the UK for a while before I immigrated to Australia. I was I was over there, but it wasn't much different um, mm. to, to what I was experiencing in Ireland and weather-wise was same. It was same for bad weather. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, yeah, the, the, in terms of the safety, it, it was the same. Um, and what sort, of, bit, what sort of industries were you working in? I was working in civil and um, commercial, yeah, civil construction mainly. Um, so that was the kind of key industry, building roads and infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit of commercial construction before I left. I was employed at the time. So I'm a consultant now and I've opened up my field to cater for other industries. But when you're employed, you can basically only work for whoever your employer is. So that's the kind of exposure you get. So it was more travelled ground. When I got here, you had safety, but it was more informal here. It was she be right, mate. Um, oh right, was, okay. Uh, that, that's interesting. So the, it's more regulated in the UK and Ireland, would you say? Or it's not that it's more regulated. It's been a profession for longer. It's yeah. a little bit. I'm not saying one was better than the other. I, Australia does it really well, and I, I have a busy business, and I'm I'm really happy working here. And people take it very seriously. It's very important. But it was just it was more travel ground. It was profession. There was way more case laws. There was way more solicitors honed in on this stuff. There was a very, very active HSE in England, HSA in Ireland, which is the equivalent to work safe or work cover around Australia. Um, it was just travelled ground. So when I got here, it was a little bit more informal. But I, I do think in the time I've got here, 
it, it it's really honed you know it's 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 caught up really in a big way and of course there's just inconsistencies you have the residential where and that exists everywhere where safety is nearly non-existent and then you have the commercial jobs where it's over the you know could be said to be over the top that mm. that existed that's been common across both places but um yeah i just felt you know it was it was good there was opportunities for me i felt my skills uh, you know and it's proven to be the case yeah so uh you kind of been working in the field since 2005 you got here 2011 so that's probably a lot of quite a few years of practical experience on the job before you hit australia yeah that that would be correct you know i'm mixing in 2005 2007 i was blending in studies and exams with with on on the ground jobs and then um 2000 and um yeah 11 got here and and settled in and and and, uh, you know acclimatized to australian life which was Mm. uh, not too dissimilar i think it's quite easy for an irish person to come here you don't Mm. we love sport we love socializing and uh, and nice scenery whereabouts are you based at the moment carl so I'm living in, I'm based in Melbourne. I live in, in Ringwood in the East. Um, when I'm not working, I'm raising my five-year-old daughter. Um, yeah. So, um, so that's, that's where I'm, I'm based and, uh, quite happy, quite happy living out there. And, and with your, um, custodian safety services, are you working predominantly in Victoria or do you, is it all around the country or? Yeah, when I set it up, I didn't have a daughter all those years. Custodian Soul was set up in 2013. I worked here for two years with a company while I was getting settled. It would have been a huge shock to try and move, relocate yeah. the country and, and set up a business all in one go. Custodian started 2013 and then like what yeah. was what was the what was the driver for you um to, to start it? Oh, I just, I'd seen a lot of opportunities to have small to mid-sized businesses initially. And then I I felt very narrowed in that I had commercial or civil construction. Uh, and that was kind of all I knew in, in terms of the profession. And I just felt I didn't want to get necessarily employed by other industries, but I just felt I could dip my feet in there and see if I can get, mm. you know, help people or, or, um, or get, you know, get, get into that area. So I am. Um, I felt a good way of doing it was was I could keep my professional development and keep my career, but work as a consultant. There was certainly a risk for sure, and it's kind of proven to be the case. Now, predominantly, my most of my work still comes in commercial and civil construction, but um, I have been able to dip my feet in and get involved in waste and recycling, telecommunications, manufacturing, helping other professional service providers, um, uh, done some auditing i've just put more flavors than i would have working for a job nothing wrong with a job but i just felt i was a bit narrowed and uh i felt i could give it a crack my my father who sadly passed away a long time ago now wasn't a small business owner so i think i got my taste for Mm. i suppose not doing deals i don't want to say i'm a a car salesman but business is just you have to be putting in prices seeing what needs there's an element business is business at the end of the day no matter what you're doing i think i picked up that from a, a young age and i i kind of seen him live that life and i maybe said well i know how to do that i've seen him do it and um i didn't really know how to do it but i learned um but yeah that's that's where i got the kind of my that's drive right. for bit drive for business from but um always while maintaining a career and I train every year, even though I'm self-employed, I update and training and, and whatnot. So I felt I've got the best of both. I've got to run a little business, which gives me flexibility, but I've also maintained a career. Yeah. It sounds like you're, uh, you're obviously a very curious person that you, you actually enjoy the updates and training and learning and 
Yeah, for sure. I sure. And I enjoy kind of helping people, yeah, updating and, and keeping up to date with things. So, yeah. Yeah, it's funny that you should say that about your uh, father being in small business because I had a, a similar, uh, I guess, growing up, my parents were both in small business. And for me, getting a job for somebody else was about as foreign as it is for most people to start their own business. So um, I'm I'm very much in your camp, uh, Kahul, that I, you know, working for myself is something that I've kind of known for most of my career. So yeah, it takes time. It's take time. It's not for everybody. And there's nothing wrong with getting a job or taking a job. I, 100%. I, occasionally, I occasionally do that. So it's not, it's not like, oh, business is so much better than working for someone, but it's just, if you can kind of handle the ups and downs and r- remain monotone yeah. and get your head around the compliance, you probably yeah. know HS is one thing, but I'm an expert in zero now and I'm an expert in all these kind of <laughs> accounting management softwares. Yeah. Yeah. A web website management that I really didn't think I underestimated how difficult all this would be, but I, I it's about safety, but if you can't kind of sell your sunk. So you, yeah. you, st- you still need to get out there and say, Hey, this is what we do. This is how we can help. And it's kind of a continuous thing, you know? But so for people listening today that potentially maybe they are working for another company and they've got an inkling to go and do something for themselves, what would your what would your thoughts be around on that? Like how do you get started to – it's a big leap of faith, right? So how's yeah, it, what, what's, what a, I... what's, a, what's a risk-free or a, a less risky way of getting started where you can do, mm. your, own, do your own gig? There is no risk-free. Um <laughs> Uh, what's a risk for you getting started? Do your due diligence, have your all the dry stuff about registering your business and all that stuff out of the way. The .com.au, uh, there's a lot of, of dry things that uh, that you need to do, the kind of compliance things. Ironically, I'm in compliance, so I got through it okay, but it's it's definitely not exciting and it's not anything anybody ever says to you when they run a business, but it's very, very important to have your 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 legalities in, in, in order. Um, uh, Auditing was a very good one. So not just consulting, but auditing is kind of consistent. I'd make sure you've got that feather in your cap because people, um, they'll always be um, of auditing. People must comply. So once you get your foot in the door, um, compliance, even during COVID, when we thought the whole world was falling apart, anything that kept going, they still must, compliance became more important than ever. So you must Mm. comply. it was the same with the GFC when the whole world was falling up apart, apparently back then, um, you know, people, people still had to comply. So the work was still actually technically there. Um, make sure you've got cash savings, make sure if you've got a partner that she's in on it or he or she is in on it. Um, cause yes, it will have an effect. It's, it's not an easy task. And, um, uh, yeah, just, if you're thinking about doing it, yeah, go for it. It's, it's great if it works, but, um, mm. Don't be don't be ever afraid to go back either. It doesn't always work for everybody, and um, yeah, don't half-ass things with your current employer either. It's he he somewhere someone's took the risk, and uh, you're working for them now. Um, you've got to do a good job for them. You don't want to be stuck in two worlds where you're half doing your own thing, half doing doing their thing. That's not that's not right either. I believe it might come back on you. So if you're going to go for it, go for it. But if you're not, um, just work for your employer because yeah, it's uh, it's not yeah. easy. And these people that set up businesses employ people and you have to do a good job for them too so so 2013 you went all in am i taking it yeah completely uh yeah handed in my notice and, and went 100 yeah. okay custodian it was never uh, i set up some of the dry stuff um was lining up contacts um you know wanted to you know spread my wings and give it a go yeah. um 
and it really got to the point where I'd never regret it. Worst thing I'd, I'd do is get go back to a job again. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I from 2013, I have been 100% employed by Custodian Safety Services. I didn't half-ass it. It was kind of mm. all, all or nothing in uh, Swim or Sink. And it's, yeah, it took time. It took, took a couple of years to get back yeah. to where I was. But um, yeah. now I've got, you know, it's still still hard, still question it now and again. But um uh, don't question it often enough to consider and um, just yeah you do you do two things you get up and you sell your business or you you fold it and it's two options yeah. really it's simple enough well you've actually doing the maths now you've been uh so if you started 2005 working you were kind of eight years working for other people and then you've actually further in working for yourself now yeah six full years and then then uh two semi years where I was studying and then yeah, yeah another under eight years working for myself. Yeah. All, all all in the OHS space. So Yeah. Yeah. Oh that that's uh that's amazing. It's a it's a great name, your business. How did you come up with custodian safety services? Yeah, I just felt it was a solid word. Yeah. Um, custodian, you feel safe you feel safe just hearing yeah. it. <laughs> well, it's a janitor. It's a janitor. So a custodian is a, is a caretaker janitor. So I just said, yeah, I'll, I'll take care of that things. And and I worked for some pretty passionate directors. I got some good exposure, and it was just basically <laughs> from a young age, just clean that up, mate. So yeah, there's something going wrong, or to be issues on a site, or to be issues with documents. And I was a pretty hardworking guy, energetic and passionate. And the answer would be just to me, clean it up. The directors are too busy and they didn't want to get involved. They were paying me and that's the way it goes. Yeah. So I kind of, kind of was in my head and I just said, yeah, I, I got it. No one else had it. I dot com that I used it with all that dry stuff. I IP'd it. I mm. trademarked, I trademarked the logo and stuff all that dry stuff and mm. and ran with it so yeah custodian yeah great i don't think i don't think a name makes a massive difference at the end of the day but oh i don't know about that i mean it's your whole positioning and branding and um you know i, th- I think it does make a subtle difference personally but yeah um anyway I, lo- I love the name um so what what's your what's your sort of favorite or typical client like they come along and say, like, are they in a mess or are they going in no, the right no, going in no. like what's your favorite type of work, like where you make the most impact, in other words? Yeah, look, I, I like to drive people to the next level. So okay. my favorite my favorite type is they probably have an existing system. They might even be ISO certified, but they're just they want to drive it and make it not just ISO certified, but actually make it a really exceptional system that functions well, spread it across the organization that doesn't just have one person that's responsible for doing it all because they're the expert and nobody else knows anything. That doesn't work. It's just ingrained in the organization. And the safety person is more of a checker and monitor caretaker rather than the, the driving force. So taking it to the next level that it manages itself. Of course, there'll be softwares. It's everywhere now. There'll be multiple softwares mixed in for X, Y, and Z. And um, yeah, maybe somebody that might have maybe a blue collar background that gets caught out in this absolute massive labyrinth of bureaucracy. Mm. Um, you can make be a great safety person with great safety knowledge. And next thing you, you come across these people that mightn't have year 12 schooling done or mightn't have done well in year 12, but have 30 great years experience and have moved into safety, but they can get completely wind, wound up. I can see it a lot in the bureaucracy of safety. Um, look, I was lucky enough to have an education and, and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, it's not all about education, but if you if you have the cognitive capacity to learn and you've went through a degree, you, you'll process it easier. But it doesn't mean that person with 30 years good experience can't do it. They just have to find someone like me that can maybe 
clear up, untangle that bureaucracy. And that's what I like, bringing it to kind of the next level. But having said that, I I cater for anyone. If you are in a mess, um, yeah, I'd certainly have a look at it. I won't enjoy untangling your mess because you've probably got a cultural issue and that's a bit harder. Mm. Um, that's a bit harder. But if, if the culture is there, I like my favorite jobs are just bringing people to the next level, bringing them up. If, if, if they're kind of a mid-sized business and they see these tier ones and these top companies do things really well, um, I like to take them and say, Hey, you can do that too. And this is how. You sound almost like a, uh, like a performance safety coach in a way, like they could be humming the wheels are spinning and you give them a bit of a nudge to. Yeah. Well, they're my favorite. yeah, don't, get the, me, don't get me wrong. I'm still back building systems and doing the the very itty gritty basic stuff and and organizing stuff. But yeah, that's you asked me what do I absolutely enjoy yeah, doing. That's, that's yeah, what yeah. I enjoy doing. But I still we get down. Sometimes you'll have a safety person and they'll it'll, they'll look for certification and it'll just be a bit muddled. Their system mm. won't be quite right. They'll have duplicate mm. documents. They'll have they'll have systems that are separate to each other when they could be really integrated. Um, stuff like that. So I enjoy doing that kind of work. So. And do you have to match the system to the culture? Like, so in other words, it's not a, you, the system's slightly different depending on the culture of the organisation? Because um, it's very, it's like, I guess my question is, it's pretty hard to change culture. So how do you, how do you make it, how do you get the staff on board to, to run with, with changes, I guess? Yeah, um, funny. I did one recently, and um, it was a manufacturing company, and just um, they they want the certifications. They want to move forward, get better jobs. They enjoy their work. They've got a pretty good culture, but their systems were a bit muddled. How I changed the culture, but the incentive is if they've just good safety person performance, got their hands tightly gripped on the system, they're doing a pretty good job. But the system. I also do some quality and environmental consulting that we haven't mentioned. The system has to evolve to get a bit bigger to grow. I need them to loosen their grip for a while um, so I can make the changes, take a step back, a couple of deep breaths, and just change the direction of some of the things they're doing to add in other environments. And then they'll they'll get a system that you know meets the certifications and the company should be allowed to grow. So mm. um yeah, it's yeah, untangling the systems and the culture. It's a, they kind of have the decision made. If if they're calling me, they know they need to make a change. Yeah, so that's yeah, not yeah. so bad. That's that's yeah. that's not, you know it's it's not too bad. And, and is there a sweet spot in the number of employees that a company would have? Like, um, well, the diff the, the bigger ones that I'm performing coaching could have up to a hundred. They'll be quite big, but not not really. I mean, you can have ten ten hands-on employees and then you have an admin of whatever you might have part-time so i work i work anywhere from the very small to very big i don't i don't exclude or discriminate all ethnic backgrounds all industries yeah if if they're happy enough with me and where i've come from i'll be happy enough with them and where they've come from yeah and then uh it's probably a, a bit of a hard question to answer but how long say with those sort of smaller companies under like i don't know between 10 and 25 what sort of time frame is required to like say they've they've got the basics there they're you know they're moving along they've got a bit of a foundation how long does it generally take to start seeing the differences come through oh you know very very quickly i mean you can see it in a couple of weeks um, yeah wow the difference can come through um there's a little bit of a two thing for a director and i i always tell them i don't tell them i don't half sell them i, I like to do the um 
the uh, under promise and over deliver, but he's going to have to pay for me to come in and change it. He's going to have to pay for a little bit of staff time to get their head around it or allocate staff time. He's probably paying for that staff time anyway. And he's probably going to have to get some electricians in to check, check his switchboards. He's going to have to update his fire safety. He's going to have to maybe upgrade some of the plant. He's going to have to do his, his emergency mm. plans. He's, he's probably got to spend half on me and half on, on actual hands-on costs or do his walkways or, you know, there could be upgrading some softwares, mm. you know, there could be, it's a little bit twofold. That's, I suppose I'm thinking manufacturing there, the constructors, yeah, he might have issues with his plants. So there's just a bit of capital investment and asset investment too. So I'm, um, uh, yeah, he's got to be ready. He's going to pay for me and he's going, yeah. to, he's going to do up, do some capital improvements too. It's, it's, yeah. it takes that, investment. Yeah. But as you say, if they're calling you, they, they probably understand that and, if it's done properly, I would imagine you that pays back in business efficiencies. Yeah, I'm not a business consultant either. He's a director. He's got a. I don't make that decision for him. I just yeah. lay it out there. Hey, this is what I'm going to cost, and when you're ready, this is it. And if they're not, I'm about I'm, my prices are fair. If it's not me yeah. and you're getting someone else, so yeah. this is what it's going to cost you. Because yeah, he's got a. They've got to kind of invest, but then they'll get better projects. They'll take their business forward. Yeah. Um, or, or they get them out of a hole that they were in. It could be two things. They work safe, they have trouble with the regulator and they've got to get out of a little hole they've found themselves in, or they've got to take their business to the next level. So yeah, it's kind of, yeah, I'm not, yeah, he has to make, they have to make that decision, not me. Yeah, 100%, 100%. So uh, what does the future look like for custodian, custodian safety services? What what are your plans now, Cahill, to yeah, move well, it forward? Oh, yeah. Look, if you're in, I am predominantly an OHS consultant. I don't want to be too talking too businessy and too profity. But yeah. I mean, if you're not, if you're in business, you got to grow it. If you don't yeah. grow it, there's one thing or the other. You either you go forward or you go backwards. So you, yeah. you've got to grow it. So look, the plans are to grow it. I, I launched an online shop during COVID because um, the whole world went mad with for online. So I, I launched an online shop at low cost swims and safe work safe work method statements and safe work procedures um you know low cost um uh, a swimming pool in in queensland bought one uh who needed to manage their hazardous substances just recently so i never thought i would service a swimming pool in in queensland but i did um so i was uh you know quite happy with that and they got a he rang me about it and he was he's quite chuffed he's got a document now to manage his hazardous substances and i think his trigger was local schools use it and they said here you gotta you gotta demonstrate how you're compliant so it's all i never thought like i would do that so yeah i want to develop that kind of online low cost model um i want to uh yeah continue to audit and consult um you know grow it eventually i'd like to maybe get a contract you know a younger person in and i can show them show them the stuff I know, um, mm. you know, kind of le leverage out a little bit, but, but upscale and, and educate maybe someone else or a couple of people work on some projects and, and yeah, just always remember I've, I'm a dad as well. So I've got to have some family time and I, mm. I can't be, can't be too stressed out with it. I've got to, you know, balance that, it out and, and all hundred percent. Okay. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show today, Carl. If people want to find out more about your business, what's your website? 
Yeah, so it's www.custodiansafety.com.au. So you'll find us there. You'll find me, my name, Carl Uniak, on LinkedIn. I'm happy to connect with people and have some discussions. Flick me an email, a contact us form, a text message, a phone call. Um, I operate on all 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 their mediums. Um, we've got a Twitter account. Um, I've got a blog. I'll keep I'll keep blogging. People might find it interesting about topics. And um, yeah, you you'll reach out, and I'm happy to have chats with anyone. And I appreciate you having me on the show as well, Brendan. That's great. Well, I'll um I'll get all those details and put those in the show notes uh, for everyone so they can click through. But uh, thanks again, Carl. Yeah, no worries. Thanks, Brendan. You've been listening to an ohs.com.au production. I hope you've been enjoying listening to the podcast. If you are, it would be great if you could help us out by leaving us a review and sharing this with friends and colleagues.